The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Another edition, Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss baseball in a pearl tonight. Trustmark Park for the Governor's Cup. Ole Miss uh, won the Governor's Cup last year, 5-2. to two. Got them. Started their uh, their playing better on route to the uh, the postseason and saving their season, but Ole Miss in a different situation, even three games behind that mark from this time last year. Rebels three and fifteen in the SEC and have lost twenty one of the last twenty seven overall to the Bulldogs going into tonight. Grayson Sonier on the mound, so uh, won't hit a ton of that. But there's a little bit of baseball news today. Uh, the SEC with potentially a really uh, Stupid rule change that has uh, maybe the best intent and no chance of working. We'll talk about that today. And a uh, pretty interesting night in the NBA and more is uh, it's April 25th. And we need things to uh, to talk about with you guys, entertain you, educate you, and uh, interact with you here today on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Appreciate my buddy Robert Chapman. Took his kid to get a donut this morning. Put a picture of it up on Twitter. You get plenty of donut options there in Clinton at the Blue Sky location. They're coming to all the Blue Sky locations around Mississippi. Right now, it's in Clinton. It's doing their well, so I appreciate Rob. If any of you other guys are getting donuts, let us know on social media. Maybe I'll get my Twitter back at some point, and I can participate in the conversation there, here locally, the ribs, the lunch specials, and much more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number to call. Call it. Ask for uh, our friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They want to build a relationship with you, and they'll prove it to you when you make that call. Again, 662-257-1900. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. 
So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. Do you miss Twitter? Going three or four days without it? Um. Okay, yes and no. Um. In a way, no, it's been almost kind of nice because it's not there. I mean, I can go to the Rebel Grove account, but it's not following anywhere near as many accounts. Right. I mean, I'm not seeing the same things as I would on my personal account, Um. and I'm not going to go in and doctor and follow a bunch of stuff to try to make it fit my, my needs. Uh, I have found that I miss, on the very off chance I want to interact, the ability to interact. But at the same time, no, I feel like it's almost kind of made my life a little less uh, anxious, if maybe that's the word. Um, maybe no, I, I maybe, maybe anxious word. isn't the word. but No, I think anxious is a good word. Yeah, I, I feel in some ways like with it not being there and knowing that, you're just doing something else and you're not kind of wondering if you're missing something nonstop. Yeah, there's there's probably something to that. Cause, I mean, I, you know, I've done that. I don't want to get rid of it because of kids' photos and stuff, but like mm-hmm. Facebook, like I basically am trying to completely avoid it. I, I don't because I here's the truth. I go through it and I scroll and I go, I don't care about any of these people. And I don't right. mean that badly. No, no. I but like it. the way the algorithm is, very few people that I would want to see their stuff, either they don't post or I don't see that anyway. Right. So I mean, you know, I've got the hundred and seventy five friends from college and high school who I don't talk to, and that's what I see the majority of the time. And I go, Okay, I haven't talked to this person in fourteen years. Mm-hmm. So what difference does it make? I hardly ever use Facebook. I keep it because it's got all those photos stored up. Um, I don't really know why. It wasn't a conscious decision. I spend less time on Twitter today than maybe I ever have. Um, I think it's because I have figured out... Well, you and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I don't know that I'm as, quote, into sports as I was five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. Okay. I follow sports, but I can go to The Athletic. I can read a variety of things. I, if The Athletic went out of business, I'd, I would there would be a void. It is by far the number one site I read every day, athletically. Yes. At least. Um, I, I think they do good work. No pun intended. And so I can follow them. I can keep up with stuff. I have a Cubs podcast that I listen to. I have a Thunder podcast that I listen to on occasion, not not. Not everyone. They do a really good job, but I, but I I listen to enough of it. I listen to Rosillo some when I want to get sports. Um, I listen every day to Breaking Points. It's it's become a, a daily staple for me, and I mix in enough. a news political podcast for anyone unaware. Yeah, it's excellent, excellent. Like this job they did yesterday with the Tucker Carlson stuff, the the Don Lemon stuff, the Biden announcing his reelection. I mean, there's so much. They did a great job yesterday. They do a great job every day. It's about an hour and 30 minutes, and it's become a staple of my day. Um, and then I'll listen to a little Corolla here and there, and I'll listen to a little Rogan here and there, which is when people say, do you listen to music? The answer is no, I don't really have time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't go down the Twitter rabbit holes very much at all. Less. Significantly less. And you think it's because of your interest in sports? Yeah, I think so. Waning. Just changing. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, look, I'm interested in the NFL draft, but I'm not one of these people that's like studying who's going to go in the fourth round. We need it, you know, for like yesterday. Ole Miss got a basketball recruit and he broke it on Twitter. This will shock you. I know. I reached out to him. He has not responded. I know that that's stunning. 
for you. Um, it just, I don't need it as much. To the point where, like, if I got out of this and did something different, I could give up Twitter, and I don't think I would miss it. You don't think you would, you don't think you would re curate the feed to your interest and then still have an interest in scrolling. I really don't. Because it can be the most powerful search engine out there if you use it correctly. Absolutely. That caveat's important there. Yes. But the answer is no. I don't really think I'd need it because I can get a lot of my social stuff off Instagram. I don't post on Instagram, but the people that I care about in my life post on Instagram so I can keep up with them. Oh, okay. I mean, I hardly ever post on Instagram. That's interesting. But, okay. you know, the girls are on Instagram a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, all their friends are on Instagram a lot. And those are the people that I keep up with. Those are the people that I, I mean, for lack of a better term, care about. Yeah, I, I get it. And so, you know, like, I mean, Campbell graduates in a couple of weeks and all of her, she's got this group of friends that, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're like family to us, but God, we've gotten to know them so well that, you know, we, we keep up with them. We cheer for them. So when they post all their senior photos and stuff, I mean, that's when I'm hitting the like but- the heart button on or whatever. I don't, I don't keep up with a lot of other stuff. So it's, it's, it's interesting. The social media consumption for me has just totally changed in two years. It's affected social media consumption for me has changed, but I think it's also phase of life in some ways. I think it's, I think it's related to so many other parts of just what's going on as I'm 39 turning 40 later in the year is that with family stuff, whatever busier than five, 10 years ago in different ways, for sure. Um, interest changing just because of age, um, for sure. I mean, you know, it's not like a midlife crisis. I'm not freaking out over 40. I mean, I'm not doing anything like that. But you do start paying a little more attention to some medical numbers and some things about fitness and health and all these different things. And that I think that has related to the things that I'm consuming. I think it's one of the reasons why I have become much more inundated in audiobooks that are a little more of not like, not like traditional self-help, but I'm learning things. I'm trying to figure things out. I think if there's a quest for knowledge at 40 that maybe there wasn't there for 30 or 35 because you almost kind of felt young and like you're living forever and it didn't matter as much and there'd always be a tomorrow. Um, and I think in, in some ways it, it's, it, it, it correlates to the sports calendar the way it is. I, we were talking about before the show, I still love football, so I'll watch tons of football when the fall gets here. But my spring has always been pretty inundated with college baseball, and the team's not very good right now. Mm-hmm. So it's the same, it's a different level of interest. It's a different level of, of following it. And I have never been in the routine, or I haven't been in the routine in a dozen years of picking up Major League Baseball. I don't really watch the NBA, even though I have found myself watching more playoffs than I typically do. Um, I'm not an NHL fan beyond just kind of a joking fandom of the Blackhawks. So where I have put my interest is in other things, but it's more in things for myself as much as anything else. I mean, no, I don't – You, if you listen to Rosillo and some of that, and I know he's not all sports, but you probably listen to more sports podcasts than I do because I don't know that I ever, ever, ever turn on a sports podcast. Mine is Rogan or something to do with like the entertainment industry, like like movie drafts or something just funny or light that I run to or something like that. I mean, but it's no, it's it, it's more knowledge based. It's very, very, very infrequently. I'm never going to turn on a podcast and go, "This is my sports news for the day," and I'm getting it in my ears as I go right. on my run. That just isn't. That is not a thing. I will, as you said, I might go to ESPN.com, scroll some headlines. I'll go to the Athletic, read the newsletter, 
frankly, that's for the show as much as anything else. But at the same time, I am picking up news sure. from the day. They're making sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and then I kind of move on. But, I mean, I did find myself last night. There was plenty. Of, there was stuff on TV. I could have watched golf. I could have turned on the Food Network. I did turn on Buck's Heat, and I was very entertained with, with, the, with the second half of Buck's Heat. I mean, yeah. I'm... I'm I am trying to scroll, scroll through sports on TV more at night. That's almost a goal of mine for the year is at least kind of look at it and see what's going on and be a little more aware as that, uh, as that happens. I mean, I, I, do, I, think, I do. I do think it's a negative of when I had direct TV, it was so much easier to just scroll baseball games. And now you've got to get out of your game. You've got to go into the new game. And I know it's not a I mean, first world problems. Yeah, sure. But it makes it a little less convenient to go, hey, all right, you know, I'm watching like tonight. I'll probably, well, tonight I'll be in Tupelo, but on a typical night, I would probably watch, I would have Cubs Padres on in the background somewhere. And if it got out of hand, the Padres are up seven to one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping. I'll go find somebody else. Now it's when you get out of that game, it's, kind of just easier just to go hit home and go back to start over else. yeah and so i mean i watched i watched the second half of um buck's heat last night that was i mean jimmy butler was amazing it was great great, great. 56 shooting over 60 percent from the field last night he, he was amazing i yeah. mean and that that series is getting interesting now because miami's going to get a shot at a home game to put the bucks away and an eight beating a one happens, but it doesn't happen often. It's it is the answer to some people when they're like, "Well, the NBA doesn't have any depth." No, the NBA has depth. I mean, that the, the fact that Minnesota is a game not Minnesota. I think about Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. Um, Miami is one win away from the Eastern Conference semifinals as an eight seed. Sort of shoots that theory down. And forgive my voice, by the way. It's just shot. Me and Morgan hung out too much. <laughs> so, I wasn't even going to mention this. I had this written down yesterday, but we got into this kind of life talk a little bit. It's good. Um, I saw this in a newsletter yesterday that I was reading. It was a story from the Wall Street Journal. So, you may have seen this because you and I both read the Wall Street Journal pretty often. I do. Um, they did a poll along with a research arm of the University of Chicago. This week, and they basically asked tons of people in different across all kind of different different demographics if to rate their happiness in their lives. They're happy, happy, sort of happy, not happy, terrible, whatever. I don't know all the different whatever. Mm -hmm. Only twelve percent said very happy, not just happy, but very happy. Twelve percent. Okay, which is not a surprise. That's not. I mean, a lot of people if they have one problem they're worried about, they probably wouldn't go all the way to very happy. Yeah. Um. So the Wall Street Journal. Took that 12%, called them and asked why, and tried to figure out what it was about the 12% that was commonalities. Okay. Um, what was it that made them, quote, very happy? Yeah, getting there. Okay. So they did. They called them. Here's the four. And this isn't shocking, but might be something people take with them in whatever way this is. This The first one is a, is a, is a free space. Companionship. 67% of the happiest people said the marriage or the most significant people closest to them was very important and well compared to 43% of overall respondents. So a large jump in whoever is closest to you in your lives there being a good relationship. Again, that's not a, that's not a shock at all. Um, religion, two-thirds of very happy people characterize themselves as moderately or very religious. The overall share, less than half of that. Again, make of it what you will. Not my thing to tell you one way or the other. 
Um, this is not a shock. I actually fully expected this and it to be true. It's what people said in the stream that made me think of this. Closer to death, people 60 and over accounted for 44% of the happiest group, but represented just 30% of the total survey respondents. Hmm. They figure out what they want to do with their lives. They figure out the value of time. Mm -hmm. They stop worrying about all the trivial shit that we bury inside our lives every day. Mm -hmm. I get it. There is a peace, potentially, with it. That you are using your days in ways... And frankly, you potentially are fortunate to still have them if you're older. Sure. Yeah, no, I get, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get that. And the last one, because as a lot of people have, just, have figured out, this is maybe even more than nutrition, the most important thing to longevity and keeping whatever is exercise. No question. Um, people in with some level of fitness as a common interest were highly among the very happy people yes. um, that they monitored. There are natural endorphins that kick in from exercise that absolutely curb depression. The absolute thing that did not resonate at all with this group is um, political party affiliation and people avoiding politics. Politics was not seen in any part of the very, very, very happy people. Anyone so, who focused th on politics. Those people avoided politics. Y yes, or at least... The people who were engaged in politics were not among the very happy group. I guess, yeah, same thing, but backwards. My thing with avoiding politics is I don't really know how you go about avoiding politics. Like when people go, well, politics doesn't, doesn't matter to you, to me. I'm like, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. If, if you, you can't say that your life is unimpacted by politics. When your life is most certainly impacted by politics. Well, I try to have a healthy thing with it because, you know, 10 years ago, I was politically obsessed and I've become less so as years have gone on for many, for many reasons. The fact that our country has become so team oriented in politics, the fact that it's gotten so extreme on both sides and to all levels. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it. You got other things that matter more locally to me just it, in my, that I can affect on my daily life. Sure. And you only have so much energy. Sure. And a part of the reason, and to answer your question is, and maybe there's an answer, and maybe this is me being apathetic in a way that's bad. I'll fully open this up to our thousands of listeners to answer this. I can stress about it, and I can read all about it, and it is going to affect me emotionally and mentally, and it's going to keep me up at night. What say do I have in it? What can I do about it? Nothing. Nothing. So so what, what good is that doing me? Yeah. Um, I Does just, that make sense? I need to be educated. Sure. You need to know how to... Sure. handle and maneuver through what is going on. But as far as getting down rabbit holes, that things that are going to freak me out or upset me or sure. cause me mental or whatever. Sure. Why? I think it's my frustration with our field. It's why one of the things that's happened with me over the last few years is I don't like, I don't like our field. I don't like media and media. People lose their mind when you say that to them. I just don't like media. Think they've, I think they have failed. It's one of the reasons I love that. Well, they're not nuanced anymore. It's one it, of the reasons I it's love that. It's by God, it's all or nothing. And, I mean, and the like, oh, best Jesus. example of it, the very best example of it is is this this uh, hacker. Not hacker, but the guy, the kid, the 21-year-old kid that posted all the stuff on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. The obsession with getting him and locking him up. I, I, I was just stunned by it. I was like, you guys... We're given a treasure trove of information about what's really going on in the world. You should be digging into that. But they didn't. 
I mean, some did. Breaking points did. It's one of the reasons I love them. The Wall Street Journal did a little bit. A few sure. did, but like a lot of mainstream media just avoided it completely. Well, there was a lot of stuff in there that was disturbing if you have young people in your life. Kind of correlated to this, and I just saw this from this study from the Wall Street Journal. And so they asked this question first in 1998. They've been doing these polls with the same type of information since 1998. In 1998, 70% of respondents were deemed patriotic or patriotism to be very important mm-hmm. and 62 percent said religion was very important this mm-hmm. is overall not happy but overall yeah um this last time 38 and 39 percent 38 percent for patriotism 39 percent for religion down from 70 and 62 25 years ago Ooh, yeah i'd have to really i'd have to really dive in on that to i'd have to really do some yeah that's a basic answer process. i mean yeah. so we don't have enough information but that's well, no, I mean, I'd, I'd have to, I mean, there's no question we're less patriotic yeah. today than we were two decades ago. I'd, I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not really sure why. And then the religion thing is, 1998, there wasn't social media, really. There wasn't social media. You know. Um, no. Yeah. MySpace was not even a thing. I mean, I mean, taking it full circle. I, I think, I think for the most part, social media is destructive. I do. I mean, anonymity I think, is destructive. The yes. ability to say things to lots of people at your fingertips is destructive. Yes. The, the the ability to read mass consumption and see mass consumption with such spin on it is is disruptive. I mean, yeah. Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or any of those things. Again, use them. You can use them effectively. I'm not old men yelling at cloud, but there's no doubt that it is mentally disruptive for people to go on and see nothing but the best version of everyone else and compare themselves to that. I mean, that's 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 a no brainer that is without debate. There's no way you can argue that going on somewhere and, fi- and convincing yourselves or having kids or teenagers or young twenties people who are not fully developed and fully mature to understand context to see nothing but these thin and fit and whatever people and doing all these things and these people going, oh, God, I make $70,000 a month not working and doing influencing. And, no, it screws with your damn brain. And there's some good stuff on it. Like well, I've, sure. I've, I've built some workout routines around stuff that I've seen on pretty much Instagram. Um, I did use AOL Messenger in 98. You're right, Bubblefish. Um, recipes. Oh, off, no, but it's, it, it's I mean, back to the other thing. I said smartly. Right. It, it's all like AI. The guy who gets in the room and goes, hey, AI has a purpose. I'm like, yes, if you absolutely know how to do every activity and you simply could use this to help you set up something, sure. That's completely different than, hey, AI, write a term paper on the medieval whatever and use eighth grade language in doing so. Well, you don't know how to do the damn thing in the first place. Right. So, no, that's cheating. If I'm curating whatever and I go, hey, AI, can you grab the top 10 Major League Baseball home run leaders and just give them to me real quick? Okay, thanks. I have them now. Sure. I could have found it for myself. It just saved me three minutes. Sure. That's completely different of a deal. It's a lot like Twitter, social media, anything. Yeah, I can set up my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat, and make it very helpful for me. Most people don't do that. Right. You have to under you have to want to do that. You have to I mean, I could follow nothing but the best fifty websites in the country for accuracy, and I've got a different Twitter experience than ninety nine point nine percent of the people at that point. 
Anyway, I digress. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. You can get it delivered straight to your door. Everything from their uh, New Orleans-style barbecue, their signatures, two of my favorites, all the way to the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, and more. So uh, use code RG, code RG for five, five packs or more. You get 25% off. Great deal there with Prime Shrimp to try some different styles and see what works for you and your family. Also, they are available at all Rouse's markets. Those are Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. If you see a Rouse's, they'll have Prime Shrimp. So, again, that's code RG, PrimeShrimp.com. Welcome to Sports Bistro. Puts everything they've got into bringing you uh, game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, uh, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Check them out in Oxford and, or Ridgeland, especially today. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. If you're tailgating uh, in Oxford or homegating with friends and family this fall, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but same great people, same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. All items start at $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, uh, Selma, Indiana, and uh, more, and, and coming soon, uh, more markets that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. I told you uh, yesterday about prescription support, but Solutions RX also has uh, several different uh, multivitamins, supplements, things to uh, just help you stay healthier over the long term. So get in touch with them on solutionsrx.com or in uh, independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi. So solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout, and uh, get 10% off your order. Uh, deadsoxy.com, best socks you'll ever put on your feet starting to get warmer outside, uh, stock up on the no-shows. If you're like me and you just cannot stand going barefoot with your loafers or whatnot, the uh, Dead Soxy socks are a total game changer. They don't slide. They stay up. They keep your feet nice and cool and allow you to still be uh, fashionable. So it's deadsoxy.com. Uh, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off your order. Podcast is brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. If you're ready for the Grove, joining Vault Hemingway Stadium this fall 2023 football season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process to explore seating options. You can visit OleMissTix.com or call 662-915-7159 today to help Ole Miss, Ole Miss lock the vault. Again, that's OleMissTix.com, 662-915-7159. Yeah, the... Um, and those shows are great on the golf course too. They're fantastic for for golfers to uh, to wear while you're on the course. Comfortable, they breathe. They are uh, they're excellent for that way. Oh, they're perfect. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't wear them with loafers because I don't mind the sockless feel on loafers, but I absolutely love them on the golf course. So Yeah. Anyway. I can't go sockless. It just drives me nuts. Does it really? Mm-hmm. Just Always the feel, the sweating, just, the yeah, whole deal. Yeah. I'm going to get to sports in a minute, but frankly, we can just keep talking about whatever if you'd like. Uh, did you see where uh, I saw this morning? There's a big fad going on now. You, you, you can tell Laura this um, to to not mow your yard for a few weeks and to let the bees and the pollinators really pick up. Oh. That, it, that it helps your uh, your yard situation. I have not heard that. It, it, it improves yard health. I've got studies right here in front of me that I can. Uh, I will need multiple. <laughs> we're gonna need some ironclad facts here. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It says to help pollinators, a good first step is to stop treating your yard with chemicals. Grass should be allowed to grow to around six inches before it's cut to roughly four inches. They recommend mowing on the highest setting and then suggest cutting grass every two weeks. It will help boost the number of bees. The recent study found that turf uh, lawns enhanced with flowering plants supported more diverse bee communities and kept everything more healthy in your landscaping and yard. Huh. Well, send it along. Six, six, Six inches to four to four inches. I'll, I'll, I'll also makes it more drought resistant, deeper roots. A lot of stuff here. Oh, I mean, I can see it. I just allows native plants to potentially. Laura likes the yard to look a certain way. And once we get to about five, six days out of mowing and edging and all of that, it begins to take a less concise look. And I begin to hear the, are you mowing soon? Is it a question or a statement? It's a statement. <laughs> it's a it's phrased as a question. But in reality, what it says is you're mowing soon. It's about that time. The only thing I don't like about mowing, I actually like mowing. What I don't like about the is that the edger getting the, the feed, the, the the wire to feed out of both sides and consistently do it is a problem. It drives me crazy having to stop, redo it. If I could just get the equipment to work consistently, I'm good. Okay. Just. Yep. But I'll I'll pass that along. I don't think I don't like the chances, Mm-mm. but it's fine. Not not even a little bit. So, you read much on this uh, fan storming the field thing from the SEC yesterday? Yeah, Tyler and I talked about it a little bit on McCready and Siski yesterday. Did he think it's as dumb as I do? Because uh, it has no chance of working. I think he thinks that it's going to pass. Well, he, well that's a different conversation. I don't know that he really expressed an opinion. I think it's, I think it's one of these things, right? Where real, real quick for anyone, okay. uh, instead of fining because fining does not work in any way, um, especially with the budgets the way they are today in Southeastern Conference football and the way they're going to be in the future for SEC football, um, they are saying that you would lose a home game um, if you storm the field. So the next time you played that team, you would essentially play them on the road um, instead of at home. Next time that was supposed to be scheduled. Um, yeah, well, it, passing is a completely different thing. I, I think it's very possible that it will pass for a couple different reasons. A, it's a way to not actually take money from pockets in, in a direct way, too. Um, the three people who have had this brainchild to push it through, that is Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne, Georgia Athletic Director Josh Brooks, and Kentucky Athletic Director Mitch Barnhart. Um, they are the, the three proposing this. That, again, future home games be flipped to road games as punishment rather than the fines that escalate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, here's my yeah, thing. Yeah. Here's sure. my thing. I think. Some, Are you arguing for this? No. Okay. Nope. I think sometimes in society in general, you, an idea makes sense on paper. Okay. And you go, you know where I'm going with this. You have the ideal world. Well, sure. And then you have the real world. And in the ideal world, one of two things, either, hey, people don't storm the field. Or if they do storm the field, everything is pretty peaceful. Nobody gets temper flared. It's all good. Nobody gets hurt. Sure. In the real world, at the end, it's, it's like doing W's and L's before the season, right? We do W's and L's on April the 25th. And you're like, yeah, you know, so Ole Miss and Texas A&M. W, L, w. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or that's an L. And you're like, yeah, it kind of pisses me off. But it doesn't nearly piss you off as much as the day that the L happens, right? When there was a holding penalty that negated a touchdown, right? That's real world, ideal world. That's the emotional world versus the unemotional world. Well, it's the August. Hey, Ole Miss could go eight and four. You cool with that? Yeah, it's a pretty good season. Lose the last four in a row. You got to live through those damn losses. Right. Suddenly eight and four doesn't feel quite so good. There's paper and there's reality. And on paper, this makes a ton of sense. Because sure, I think it was Tennessee, Alabama, the wide receiver punches the girl in the face. Yeah. And he punched her in the face. What if he'd really hurt her? What if she'd been knocked out and trampled? They are very fortunate there's not been a tragedy in one of these. Because exactly. you're dealing with pissed off players, right. shit tons of people, Emotion. and in and, and, and alcohol. And alcohol. Exactly. I mean, so you have a day and falling go goalpost metal that is coming down to the ground. Bingo. So on paper, hey, let's stop this. Sure. Now reality. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is why I, I get it. I understand around the conference table we can all clap and shake hands and go. This makes sense. College football is the most emotional game on the planet. It is fed off the pageantry and emotion and caring about the laundry and caring about the outcome and living for the Saturdays and the tailgating and all the stuff that we do with college football. Mm -hmm. It is the most emotional game out there. Mm -hmm. More people get their identities if they get it from a sport through college football than any other sport in the world. Yes. It's true. Yes. You could, you could argue some EPL teams, but I have no way to know that either way. Well, you in can America. certainly can say in North America. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just like in the fine situation, because when the fine situation was happening, they go, well, it's not my money. I'm not paying it. I mean, the, the, there, there's no repercussion to, because here, here's a couple parts of that. I've got a point. If you really wanted to stop it, if you really went, hey, no, this is dangerous and this cannot happen, we have to hardline this, period. Mm -hmm. Let you guys know if you come on the field, you're going to be arrested and prosecuted, and then you follow through with it. You do that a couple times, and you're banned for five years from buying season tickets or coming into the game. I know it sounds crazy, but it would literally would take that, because here's the thing. That is a punishment to the person doing it. Yeah, Nothing they're doing is a punishment to the person doing it, because schools know they can't arrest everybody. Frankly, as long as you're not doing something dumb. I mean, the only person, like, the, the, there was a story in The Athletic this morning where the author, the writer, had was at the Tennessee Alabama game, I think. Mm -hmm. And he said the only person that was arrested that he saw was someone who literally was pushing cops because he would not give the cop part of the goalpost. That was it. 
Otherwise, cops were even staying out of the way to not photobomb pictures being taken with the goalposts because what are you going to do? It's thousands of people on the field. So there's no repercussion or punishment to the actual person. It's somebody else's problem. And when emotion is going through, that fan is not going, hey, are we all going to go on the field and all these thousands? Hey, whoop, guys, better not because in four years, we're going to have to play Georgia on the road mm-hmm. instead of home. There's zero thought process that will ever not go at, through their minds for that. Not at 10:15 at night. Hey, think of the revenue we're going to lose not getting that home game in 2 years. When we're seniors, we're not going to be uh, come on. Well, especially when the security people are and this isn't a knock on the security people. But a these aren't the most highly trained highly professional law enforcement and aren't making enough to actually get in the middle of yeah, this they're gonna risk their health no no have hey go, hey joe go hell no no have at it and so if you have to go hire a lot of you know off-duty police officers or whatnot well now you're adding a tremendous expense and you it it, it doesn't it won't work in reality now, when they pass this, and Tyler thinks they will, and, and hey, look, sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'll buy, no, I'll buy that. The first time that they do it will be the last time that they do it. Oh, I think so. Okay. South Carolina plays Georgia. South okay. Carolina beats Georgia. Okay. The fans storm the field. It's nighttime. It's a hot day in Columbia. God only knows how many vodka tonics and, and bourbons and I guess Miller lights and Coors lights now, uh, people had in, in Columbia that day. The alcohol's flowing, I'm guessing, at Williams Price. Okay. Yeah. They charge the field, tear down the goalposts, celebrate. The SEC goes, all right, well, in two years, instead of this game being in Columbia, it's going to be in Athens. We're going to play this bitch in Athens three years in a row now because of you. The pushback's going to be, are you serious? We, I mean, what were we to do? When South Carolina says, Look at all of the measures we took. We had 90,000 people there. Can, can, can I also be hand raised, guy, real quick? Yeah. Do we not find it a little convenient that the triumvirate that put this in place is Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia? Of course. And over the course of basketball and football, these schools who would get their courts be on the losing end of those games the most, hence get more home games yes. with this stupid rule? Yes. I mean, it's. Trans- I mean, hey, come on. I mean, I go. Hey, it's Greg. transparent, right? It'd be one. This thing- isn't. Yeah, th- this isn't Vanderbilt's guy going. For God, let's come on. Right. This is stupid. This is Georgia and Alabama and Kentucky looking for another competitive advantage. Yeah, and they're going to get it passed because all the rest of the SEC goes. That's a good idea. Let's try it. Oh, what are we doing? That's what I'm saying. In pra- I would be the guy that sits in the room and goes, "Look, I get it that this quote makes sense. It doesn't work." It doesn't work, but the hey man, going full circle, if you pay attention to our society today, we do a lot of stuff in our society today that on paper looks really great, but in reality, it's really effing stupid. We do it all over society. That's not a political commentary. It's just fact. Across the board, it's become what we do. Well, this sounds good. Yeah, okay, but it doesn't work. 
There's no pragmatism anymore. There's no practicality anymore. Well, we can't do those things that would actually stop it, so we just have to do something. Okay. Okay, well, if you're really serious about doing something, then fork up the cash, hire law enforcement, and tell people if you charge the field, you will be arrested and prosecuted, and then do it. That's the only way that you're going to change it. We're... Drunk guy up in the stands goes, you know, it's not worth it. I'm going to get locked out of here for five years. Yeah, his wife is going, absolutely <clears throat> freaking not. No, no, don't you, you? You're going to go to jail. It's going to be embarrassing. You're going to get booked. You're going to ruin my night. Wherever. Well, you're going to ruin a lot. Yeah. You're going to go to jail. You're going to get booked. There's going to be a court fees. You're going to get charged with a misdemeanor, all that stuff. And DAs are going to prosecute it. Well, we know that's not going to happen. So this is a feel-good thing. This is just feel-good. This is to make them go, hey, we did something today. No, you didn't. You solved absolutely nothing. You just created a potential headache. And if I'm Greg Sankey, I'm like, you guys don't want me to enforce this. You really don't want this enforced. I'd love to know Greg Sankey's reaction to a simple question of, Greg, I get that on paper this makes a ton of sense. In reality, this is pretty stupid, right? Deep down, you, you're a smart guy. You know this is kind of dumb. Where's the Iron Bowl this year? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's in Auburn. Hugh Freeze caps off a successful year one with a win over Alabama, and the Auburn fans charge the field. Are you telling me they're going to put the next three Auburn. Iron Bowls? Auburn. Okay, they're going to put the next three Iron Bowls in Tuscaloosa? You don't think so? Do you? You tell me. Let's play that out. Auburn has a successful year. Kind of plucky. Remember that, 2012? I guarantee The one word for Auburn 20, uh, 2023 that I think you can bet on is they're going to be kind of plucky. They're going to play really hard. So they pull it off. They knock off Alabama. I don't know who the kicker is for Auburn, but he hits a 47-yarder at the buzzer. Auburn wins 27-25. You get that whole student section that's right there down on the field, and they've been going all day. They've had, they've had some drinks. They've got their orange and blue pom-poms, and they've been doing bodegetta and all that stuff, all, and they run out on the field. You're telling me that you're going to say, okay, well, you did it. Next three Iron Bowls are in Tuscaloosa. I don't believe that for one minute. What about this one? Again, I don't mind them rushing the field, frankly. It doesn't bother me. But <clears throat> Bobblefish, good point. Students are the ones rushing the field first. Ban the student section for a game. Okay. I don't hate that. No. I don't hate that at all, actually. No. I mean, again. Not a huge revenue loss, but a punishment. Yeah. Practicality. It fits the crime. Practi I don't hate that at all. Practicality. Thank you. I like that. But that's practical. It's very practical. Now, how do you how do you prevent students from getting tickets and? Well, okay, no, no, but that that section is empty. Okay, we don't sell those tickets. I mean, yeah, if a, sec if a student wants to go sit in section M, whatever, cool. Okay, not my problem. Yeah, I'm not banning <clears throat> students. I'm banning the student section. There's a difference. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm good. Yeah. No issue there at all. I'm trying to think of a problem with it, and there's not one. Doors says he don't abandon anyone, just let it be. And I'm kind of with Doors. And you just hope for the best. I mean, there's a lot of that in, in society, if you think about it. You just can't legislate everything. Everything can't be eliminated. I mean, I remember telling my, I've told my girls a couple of times, do not storm the field. Don't get down there. Just don't do it. Have you really? Yeah. Because bad things could happen to a girl. Get knocked over, trampled. Like Arkansas beat who they beat a couple years ago, Texas, and it was the end of a very long, hot day in Fayetteville. And they blew Texas off the field and they charged the field and all that stuff. And there were tons of kids. And I was looking at location to make sure my kids weren't there. I was like, you don't need to be on the field. Because neither one of you are paying enough attention to protect yourself. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. I got a thing back from Twitter. I'm, maybe I got my account at least a step toward getting it oh, back this morning. You. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it says we've connected your email account. Can you please provide your password? It's like they changed the password. I I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, um, you just have to email them that. When, yeah. when that happened to me, we just exchanged emails, and eventually we got it done. Okay. So they're giving me my account back. Yeah, they're in the process of doing it. <laughs> Apparently, it's not just a simple button. Okay. <laughs> it's been fine. 
It's been the weirdest thing though, because like I was expecting it to turn into a Japanese currency account. Like I was expecting Bitcoin or something mm-hmm. to become what my account was, and they did nothing. The guy that blocked did the guy that stole mine blocked me on Twitter. What do you want with it? He I didn't do anything. He he just right? advertised his. Bit, oh, he did advertise though. He did Bitcoin. something. Oh, See, yeah. there was nothing on mine. Yeah, no, he posted a bunch of stuff, which was the end of him. Because I was like, I, that's not me. Yeah, no, mine. I should have just let him have it. It's yours. Congratulations. Possession is nine tenths of the law here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yours. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's a dumb rule. I get it. It's it's, but it's. It's what we do now in society. I think I've come to that conclusion. We we just we do things because it sounds good, not because it's actually good in reality. And this is dumb in reality if you actually enforce that. So two years later, when you take away Auburn's home game because eight thousand drunk kids happily celebrated Auburn beating Alabama at Jordan Hare on a Saturday in late November. Feels sort of ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, sure. You want me to read some ads while you're figuring that yeah, out? Yeah, go ahead for a second. Right. Sorry. We're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. And ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, and uh, get 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has you covered with uh, servicing and installing Rockwell automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D and many other manufacturers for more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. My uh, good friends, um, Alan and Nancy King at Lamons uh, Fine Jewelry are retiring here this summer. They're um, going to be closing Lamons sometime in June. So I highly recommend that you stop by at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford sometime in the next couple of months. Thank them for uh, serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. And um, who knows, maybe you can make one uh, final purchase from Lamons. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. I'm just uh, It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. If you're like me and you're trying to figure out, frankly, whether you can afford a summer vacation this year, and that's where I am, the uh, kids want to take a vacation. I don't really want to pay for a vacation. <laughs> We're having a, a mix of uh, <laughs> conflict about what the hell to do. And so uh, I'm talking to John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated a little bit later this morning to see if there's something, a way to sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Thread that needle. Um, you can do the same. Just give John some parameters. Give John a budget. He'll give you some ideas and some options that you're probably not going to find on your own. 
901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-256-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it from G&M. Also, they uh, have the uh, individually packaged medications, those who need those for uh, an extra step to make sure you have what you need when you need it. They're marked morning, afternoon, whatever the uh, quantity and the duration is for that medicine. They make it easy for you. They sort them out, identify them, and let you go on with your day. So, again, that's whether it's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or Oxford with GNM 662-236-2222. So I got it back. We're good. Yeah. It is all re- done. It's returned. How about that? They made that very easy, actually, once they got back this morning. Must have been pretty obvious one here. It's, yeah. It's, it's fine. I think so. It looks like it's probably yours. Uh, I got, look like no activity at all, except uh, I got a uh, a spam DM from someone yesterday. Um, S-N-I-A-L-O-127-F-R-V-S was the username. First arrival in the city and don't have any friend around. Want to seek a man of maturity and a sense of humor. Saw your profile and tweet. That's not spam. Uh, that's, that's just that's an offer, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten several of those. It's just young women, uh, young attractive women, mostly kind of foreign and exotic. And Text it makes me sense. on WhatsApp and I'm expecting mm-hmm. to receive your messages. This is my ID. And it's not spam. We were having this conversation during uh, one of the media uh, waiting periods before a media availability. I just thought it was, I thought it was just a sign that. I mean, listen, it makes all the sense in the world if you think about it. These young, exotic, single women are moving to Oxford, and they're new to the city, and they think, you know, who do I want to reach out to for company? Yeah. How about a bald, early 50s, married sports writer? Makes all the sense in the world. I mean, they're just wanting... Wanting some maturity. They've said a couple of times, oh. wanted someone with maturity. Okay. Didn't want just some kid, you know, didn't want to some college kid who's just looking for a hookup they they wanted wanted a more worldly guy and that was me and, okay. and I, I, I had to i've had to reply with i can't i'm taken i appreciate the but i absolutely appreciate the courage it took to reach yeah, out the overture and i completely understand your logic of why i'm very would, intimidating but yeah and and so you know and i also had to remind him i wasn't on the whatsapp Oh, so that's part of it too. There's a barrier for communication. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really. It would require you to download and set up some usernames. Yeah, and, but no, that's not spam. Okay, that's a young woman. She probably help. She probably found out about your book. Oh yeah, you know, awesome. and said, "I've always kind of wanted to get to know an author." Yeah, it was mentioned at the start of our stream. Um, one person in Prentice County has taken the Morgan Wallen cancellation in her own hands. <laughs> as uh, has filed suit. <laughs> Less than 24 hours after Morgan Wallen suddenly announced he would not perform a scheduled concert to a packed crowd at Baltimore Stadium, one of the attendees has filed a federal lawsuit against the Country Music Center singer. The lawsuit, filed by a Prentice County resident who purchased tickets for the Sunday night concert, accuses the performer of violating the refund policy in his contract with the University of Mississippi and acting in a negligent manner against people who paid to attend the concert. Minutes before, blah, 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 da, 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 da. 
The plaintiff in the complaint believes simply refunding the tickets isn't enough. She's now seeking further compensation for other expenses she incurred while attending the concert. Quote, even if ticket prices are refunded, no offer has been made to reimburse concert goers for out-of-pocket expenses they incurred in connection with the concert cancellation, including transportation, lodging, food, merchandise sales, transaction fees, and other such expenses. Since the complaint was filed on Monday, um, Wallen and his legal representatives have not yet responded to the suit. It is not immediately clear if he has an attorney or spokesman to speak on his behalf. The Daily Journal, which I'm reading from right now, could not locate a communications representative on the performer's website. It's been assigned to U.S. District Judge Sharon Acock. I'm sure she's really pleased this morning. <laughs> I'm sure she's like, what? come on. <laughs> and the plaintiff is asking the litigation to be certified as a class action. So... Okay, so... Look, I get being pissed. People I, I, driving in from all over the country, losing God knows what. I, I I get it. Because one of two things happened. He either had negligent behavior that led to it, mm-hmm. or he lost his voice, and if that happened, then he was overbooked or something that did... Something caused that to happen. Again, I get things You just know he's happened. canceled his next three shows. Saw that. He's, well, he's, that. But here's the deal. This is the only people that were directly penalized like this Yeah, because he rescheduled those shows. Okay. Same thing. I mean, obviously, it sure. sucks for those people. They had plans, but I mean, I'm, rescheduling and cancellation is not the same thing. Again, I'm I'm with her, right? Except for this. Let's say I book a trip to Boston, and I buy a ticket to a Red Sox Yankees game, and for whatever reason, before the game, maybe they have some issue with bugs or something, yeah, and they sure. have to cancel the game. It rains. Okay. I'm SOL, not just the ticket. I bought plane tickets. I got a hotel room. Yes, you're assuming a, a level of liability for your expenses once you agree to the event in general. It happens. Yeah, I get it. Doesn't, doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. But here's the thing. Can this you, has no chance because the can of worms this would open moving yes, forward. Yes. Where this becomes a precedent. Uh, yeah. No, nobody wants that. No. I mean, Joseph right here says, I flew in from D.C., boarding a flight back in two hours. I mean, look. It sucks. If you want to punish Morgan Wallen, the only way you can punish Morgan Wallen is to not ever go to one of his shows again. Don't buy his music and don't download his music. That's it. Otherwise, because you can't prove, I don't think. Maybe maybe there's something that's coming up. You probably know more about what happened than I do. But can you prove that he didn't lose his voice? Can you prove that he was physically, because of his vocal cords, unable to perform? I don't know. So if you can't, you're not winning. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, even if he had too much to drink, that still doesn't mean his vocal cords were working properly. Like, they didn't say he was sober and had vocal cord problems. No. I don't know what happened. I I, I have no clue either. My point is, is, can you prove that? Had it not been for his behavior, and we're again, not slandering Morgan Wallen. We're acting with and no again, we're alleging, yeah. we're alleging, but here. we're not. We're acting with no malicious intent. But let's let's go one further. Yeah, let's say Morgan Wallen tied one on, got lit up like a Christmas tree, ended up in some crazy Airbnb with three college juniors. Okay, went wild. That didn't mean that he lost his voice. At the end of the day, he said, I lost my voice. 
I can't prove that he didn't lose his voice. Well, he did say he had been resting and doing everything throughout the day to recuperate. Okay. Well, maybe he started resting at 9 a.m. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. You can't complain about merch because you have the merch. Yeah, you have the merch. You You, didn't have to give the merch back. You bought the merch. (laughs) That's... Yeah, you literally bought the T-shirt. Okay, like yeah. I, you get to keep the T-shirt. Yeah, they didn't say, "And please take your bags and leave them at the front gate when you exit." No, <laughs> that was not. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'd actually go see Taylor Swift just to see Taylor Swift. Would you? Even though, I mean, yeah, I mean, I she's just. She's a big deal. Has she ever canceled a concert a concert day of? This is something ever? I don't know. I, I I've never heard of it, but I'm not I don't know that I would be the authority on that particular um subject. That genre is not where I have any expertise. <laughs> yeah, I mean if 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 you bought the shirt, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not a big concert guy anyway. I've been to some concerts and they're fine, but I'm not. I'm not that guy that's like, hey, I got to go find a club that's got a lot of live music. I'm fine with it, but I I typically don't go seek it out. And sometimes if you're just hanging out with your friends and stuff, and you want to be able to talk with your friends, the live music is a distraction. Yeah. Because you're having to scream over it. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you know when you buy a concert ticket that there's a possibility that the, the performer will get sick or whatever. I mean, there are people. I mean, you, you know that's a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're humans. I mean, yeah, things yeah. happen. You there get, have been singers cancel shows because of vocal issues in the past. That's not uncommon. You buy a ticket to an Angels game because you want to see Shohei Otani, and that's the night that he gets a night off. You buy a ticket to a Lakers game because you want to see LeBron, and he gets rest that night. You can't sue. No. I mean, I went to a Cleveland game in Atlanta one year because LeBron was with Cleveland, and he rested that night. Got to see him sit. Well, there you go. You got to see some other dude play 38 minutes. We'll get some basketball in a second, but uh, if you just like history and watching a fan base potentially overcome uh, what has been a pretty tortured couple decades, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are up 3-1 in their series against Tampa Bay Lightning. They obviously take their hockey very seriously there in Toronto, and uh, they're one win away from their first playoff series victory in 19 years. Oh, wow. So they're either going to blow a 3-1 lead or win a series. So either way, I'm locked into the, to the Leafs. There have been some columns written in that Toronto Star. Oh, I bet. Over the years. Is it the Toronto Star? Toronto I believe Globe? that's correct. Star makes sense. But Star makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. What's the park there in Toronto? Isn't that related to the newspaper somehow? Uh, it's the Rogers Center, right? It is now. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It used to be Sky Dome. That, well, yeah, I remember that. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So... NHL, if you're curious. Uh, and then a little bit of an upset that was supposed to be a fairly easy series. The defending champion Avalanche are now 2-2 with the Kraken. Um, 
out of oh. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, 2-2 there between the, the Kraken and the Avalanche. I think a lot of uh, international sports fans, they said, hey, uh, the Kraken are playing the Avalanche. What sport are uh, are we talking about right now? You think you think a majority of English people would be able to pull that off? They'd probably think it was MLS or something. Oh, you think so? Maybe. You don't think they have like a passing MLS, whatever, just because it's soccer? They, I mean, they look down on they it. They scoff at it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It has gotten better, though, because they've started taking players from MLS. Did you see where uh, we've been talking about Wrexham a good bit lately after they got promoted? Um, did you see where they're playing Chelsea and Charlotte this summer? Yes. Yeah. I did. I guess you would I know heard, that. I Sorry. Heard, I heard about okay. that. Okay. My fault. Yeah. You would. I mean, I know it's way different, but like, what does that soccer match look like with those differing levels of athletes on the field for 90 minutes? Well, like, what, pre- what will that do? It's preseason, so Chelsea will, will not play the game. Chelsea will play the game in much the same way that an NFL team would play week one of the preseason. So vanilla. Vanilla, and your starters are only going to play a few minutes. Okay. So you're going to see their backups. So they're not going to beat them 14 to nothing or something. Uh uh. No, I told you it was one of the cooler events that I've been to. I was shocked at how cool it was. We went to, um, in July, we went to Las Vegas and we went to the Chelsea versus Copa America. America, the team out of Mexico City. Okay. And I, I don't know what I was or why I was expecting it to be whatever. I thought it was going to be really underwhelming. And something in the back of my head told me, no, go ahead and buy the tickets, dumbass. Buy them ahead of time. You're going to be glad you did. Because I almost was going to wait and just buy tickets at the gate. That would have been an error. Um, it was cool. It was, it was, it was packed. The Wrexham Chelsea game, I'm, I'm guessing in Charlotte will be very close to a sellout. Yeah, I would think so. No doubt. Yeah. Well, I mean, A, Chelsea coming to the U.S., they're going to put a ton of people in it like you're talking about. But also, that television series is really freaking popular. I mean, because look, I don't care yeah. about soccer at all. I would go if it was close. Yeah. If I lived in the Charlotte area, I would go to that. Well, and here's what Ginger's exactly right. Seeing the backups for Chelsea, and she's right, you're still seeing some of the best soccer players that you, you've ever seen. The level of soccer, and I've been to some MLS games. Yeah, sure. And MLS is getting better, but the level of soccer that night was it was strong. So I'm using quotes like the Chelsea sixth man is going to impress the hell, yeah, like yes. whatever of you. Yeah, and we saw Chelsea starters play half a game. Okay. I mean, it was like Pulisic was out there. It's a different level of yeah. movement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good. I mean, and like, you know, it's faster than I'm sitting there. Yeah. And I'm sitting, yeah, much. And I'm sitting next to a soccer aficionado who goes, that guy plays for this world cup team. And this guy plays for him. And he plays for this team. And yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers headed to the jets. Finally, it's done. They're a super bowl contender, right? Um, they had a top five defense last year. Yeah. They're super bowl contender, right? Yeah. Is Brees Hall healthy? I'm, I'm assuming that the ACL's healed. Yeah. Um, if you believe Rodgers is an NFL quarterback still that can take your team to the Super Bowl, they're a Super Bowl contender. Yes, they're a contender. Now, are they a favorite? No. Would I still pick Kansas City over the Jets? Would you still pick Buffalo in the division? Well, now look. Now, here, that's a question. Here's the thing. Yeah. Buffalo has some roster issues. The the Jets, if if Rodgers is elite, are every bit as good as Buffalo and maybe better. 
And then the wild card team in that division is Miami. I mean, there's no more of a wild card player in the entire NFL than Tua Tungabaloa. Because when Tua was healthy and playing last year, Miami was damn good. Mm-hmm. And then when Tua wasn't playing and he wasn't very healthy, they took a step back. But if you remember, it was a warning sign for Buffalo. If you remember in the playoffs last year, Miami damn near did it before Cincinnati did do it. Yeah, sure. So to answer your question, uh, I think the Jets the Jets are absolutely a division contender. But there are still two teams in the AFC that I think are head and shoulders above those teams. The Jets have not had a top 10 offense or a 20 20- – touchdown passer since 2015 they've gone eight eight years without even that there's only been one jet in nfl history or team history to throw for four thousand yards in a season joe namath yeah so in the modern era of football when everybody's throwing for five thousand yards the jets have not had a four thousand yard passer think about that the thing on rogers and doors rules is right I'll, I'll give him credit for this because I was thinking it, but he typed it out. Rodgers is almost 40 years old. Yeah, you only have one or two years here with this. If you've got, I mean, and frankly, you might not even have a year. Well, and, and I get why they did it. Oh, I, I get it too, but like Drew Brees, when he fell, he fell. Well, I mean, it, it, he couldn't throw the ball down the field. Tom Brady last year fell. Yes. He wasn't the same guy. Physically, he just couldn't do the same things anymore. This happens to all the greats. Michael Jordan went from, dude, is phenomenal, to, ooh, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's what makes LeBron, what LeBron is doing right now, so incredible. LeBron's 38 years old. LeBron James, 38 years old, and he still plays at such an incredibly high level. Mm-hmm. But the day will come when he does. It. Assuming, I, I guess. Look, no one's ever beaten Father Time. Maybe LeBron does it. The, the the day will come when his game just falls off and he loses a step. And so the question is, does that happen to Rodgers now? Details on this: the Packers uh, again they agreed to it on Monday. So the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers and their first round pick, which is number fifteen, mm-hmm. and a twenty twenty three fifth round pick to the Jets. The Jets gets New York's 13th, so they just swap 15 and 13. The Jets move up two spots from 15 to 13. A 2023 second-round pick, a 2023 sixth-round pick, and then a 2024 second-round pick that becomes the first-round pick if he plays at least 65% of their snaps this season. So barring him getting hurt, they get a first-rounder next year. They won the trade. The Packers won the trade. Now, the Jets, they win a Super Bowl. They won the trade. But it literally takes that. Yeah. Literally. No, that's it. Because if you don't win a Super Bowl, you've hurt your future and you didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You either get a ring or you don't. And if you're Green Bay, you're like, we weren't winning with him. Two years of, oh, that was cool. We made the divisional round? No. Hell no. Yeah. And and the rest of the the NFC North has caught them. Detroit has, at at a minimum, caught them. Minnesota and Detroit are finishing 1-2 next year in the North. And, And the Bears... They at least have a plan. I don't know. Or improving we'll their roster. We'll see. Yeah. He's going to wear number eight, by the way. 
12 was retired, Joe oh. Namath of the Jets. Okay. Namath did tell him he could wear it if he wanted to. I wouldn't want to take Joe Namath. Let's number. not do that in the Jets. That's asking for trouble. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Namath, but I'll try something different. Yeah, I appreciate it, but he wore eight in college at Cal. Oh, okay. So he's well, that's cool. Eight. Yeah, he's wearing eight. I'm interested. Well, now forget the draft. Hey, now I'm in, I, I'm in now. No, there's I'm, no, I'm in. And I'm I'm suddenly more interested in the Packers now. What do they look like with Jordan Love? Yeah, dude's waited a long time. Mm-hmm. Gets a shot. A little bit of symmetry here. Brett Favre mm-hmm. goes with the Jets and end of his career. So, Aaron, when you pull out the camera and you think, you know what she'd like to see? She would not. She would not like to see. I have a feeling that's not a concern. Yeah, he doesn't seem he like... He seemed to have been okay in that. He doesn't seem like the type that would send out the pick of his... Genitalia. Right. Yeah. That's something I've always wondered about, by the way. You got to be one confident mofo who goes, hey, she really wants that. Because, and again, I've never been a woman, but I know a few, and I don't know that I know one who's like, you know what I would really like to get today is an unsolicited photo of male genitalia. That would do it for me. I just don't think that that's a guy thing. We're idiots. Hey, here's what you want to see, babe. This is going to push it over the top. No, no probably not. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to wonder what's the thought process? You know, she's kind of playing hard to get. I'm not getting the best. Hail vibes. Mary. So here's what I'm going to do. Mm-mm. Just don't. I like that hat more and more this I see it. I don't even care about the Cubs and that that oh it's that cap is it, really good. It's a good cap. I like the cap. Yeah. He's wearing his clock cap for any podcast person. It's set for one twenty because the Cubs day game start at one twenty. It's really good. It's yeah. a great cap. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, any S P A R C service people across rural communities, two packages. The Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, or wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, that's 662-238-3159. If you're coming up this weekend for a double-decker for the Ole Miss Georgia series, whatever, uh, stop by uh, OPA. It's on the square in Oxford, obviously. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant, uh, Fabulous food, great craft libations, and much, much more at OPA on the Square in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag at rebelgrove.com tomorrow. It is brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or uh, 662-842-3844. Uh, get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced uh, treatment, building implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step towards a better version of yourself. Corinth Dental.com.
And we've been brought brought to you by Southern um, Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Told you yesterday about if you're looking for a job, if you are uh, looking to hire quality, hard to find talent for your company, Service Specialist can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. And we're brought to you by our uh, good friends at uh, Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions uh, beginner horseback riding offerings, uh, very advanced horseback riding that leads to competing in nationally recognized competitions, and much, much more. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So I mentioned Ole Miss, Mississippi State tonight in Pearl. It's a 6 o'clock start, I think. I think I had that right. It is streamed, by the way. Uh, Pearl is streaming both games this year for the first time, I think, since this series uh, moved there from Smithville Stadium in 2006. Uh, Riley Maddox posted on Twitter yesterday that he has been medically cleared for the Georgia series this weekend. Maddox last uh, pitched on May, sorry, April 22nd, uh, 2022 against Mississippi State. He had Tommy John surgery in early May, and now he's uh, he's back, I guess, 53 weeks later, something like that, from his, uh, from his injury. He's thrown he, – he threw his first 100% bullpen on March 27th, and he's thrown to live hitters a couple times since then. That's the new. It's a year. Yeah, that's the that's the new way this works. Because mm-hmm. I asked Mike this a few weeks ago. I was like, "Does he hit a schedule?" And he goes, "Not really anymore. He's just kind of on schedule." He goes, "He's hit every hit every benchmark. He hasn't had any setbacks, but it's not out of the norm or uncommon at this point." Because it used to be fourteen, fifteen months, and they've shaved two, three months off of this. They pretty much have it down to a science. If the surgery is done properly and you do the rehab according to plan pretty much know what's can't rush it it is what it is it is what it is it's a, it's a, it's basically a year he has still get feel we'll see what it looks like well you have nothing to lose pitching this weekend see what it see what see what it is um they're gonna start grayson saunier tonight yeah i don't mean that's kind of where they are right now um we'll see if they go on some huge run we'll pick it back up as a higher part of the conversation but that's not what's going on right now Again. Certainly would be unexpected. Yeah, because everybody goes, hey, last year, there's three games below last year's number, even as bad as last year was. I mean, there's a huge difference in 6-12 and 12 and 3-15. and 15. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. a full week of sweeps. Yes. Less. So. Yeah, I'm super careful with putting too much on tape here. Because <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I'm like. I mean, I'm not giving you that uh, material. That <laughs> Mm-mm. As long as there's a pulse, we're you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not writing you off. Nope. Maybe. Uh, heat, you gonna close it out? Three one. I think game five, Milwaukee will win. That's a win. They have to win game six. Game six is that pivotal game for the because they're gonna lose game seven heat. if they play it. You'd have to. You'd have to pick Milwaukee. In because Giannis was good last seven. night. Triple-double. Well, I mean, Butler was just out of his mind. He didn't miss He was all great. Night. He's a great player. He doesn't get credit for it. He's sometimes. one of the most underrated players in the league. 
He's maybe the most underrated player in the league. He's way up the list of underrated players. And then just a death nail to Memphis last night. Yeah. LeBron with the layup with point eight to go to force overtime, and then they went 117-111. You had to get one there. So for Memphis, the key is now. Bro, you can make of this what you want to. You can make fun of media, but it does say something to the mindset. Frankly, it makes the, Grizz- the Grizzlies, again, less likable. They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk if they win. Morant and Brooks both declined any interviews after the game last night. So there's two ways to look at it. Sure. One is what you just said. And two is that for young teams, and Memphis is still a young team. Oh, very young. The typical path to a title includes several playoff disappointments. And if this series ends in the first round, this is a playoff disappointment. The two seed losing to a seven. I don't care if it's LeBron. It's the seven. And the Lakers... For as, the Lakers are not elite. Let's not. For as good as they are and for as talented as they are, they are not an elite team. They are a flawed team. Um, they lost a lot of games for a reason. Now, it's still Anthony Davis. It's still LeBron James. And LeBron James still wills teams to victories. But if this series doesn't work out for Memphis, they have no one to blame but themselves. But they've got to learn from this. And that's the challenge for them is what we were talking about Ole Miss baseball yesterday about, hey, look, if this ends up going 7-23. and 23, Yeah, learn something. It's, it happens. You better learn something. If this ends up with the first-round exit, you've got to take a good, long, soul-searching look in the mirror at two things. What are we missing? And I think with them, it's more importantly, it's what's our mindset? Because Dylan Brooks... LeBron was going to play hard anyway. LeBron knows that the clock is ticking. He knows what's at stake. He wants to add to his legacy, all those things. Why did you wake him up? Why did you add fuel to his fire? What was the point? We'd literally be back in the day, a guy saying, yeah, Jordan, he ain't all that anymore. Oh, that's not that's not that's not smart. No. Yeah. Common I mean, it's, sense. It's, yeah, it's the back of the basketball version of in golf. They had the match play and the first day Stephen Ames drew Tiger and he said, Well, the way he's hitting it, anything could happen today. Tiger beat him nine and eight. Like, stop. Don't no 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 no. And so I, I think for Memphis they had the John Morant distraction fairly late in the season. And then you've got the Brooks stuff and they're still a very talented team. They will go in the next season as very much a contender in the West. But they got to figure this out a little bit. And typically, but this is what happens, is you have a postseason disappointment that leads to a hardening and a resolving, and um, you make the next step eventually. But learn. It also shows you the duh statement of all time, but that's true. Winning a title is really hard. You have a window. And it takes a degree of luck that you can't predict. And it's just difficult. And yeah, Memphis has a window. This window with Brooks and Bain and Morant. And, you know, Kennard's been good for them. 
I don't know how much they've missed Steven Adams in the postseason. He would have helped them in this series a little bit with his body. Jaron Jackson Jr. has had a, a special season, especially on the defensive end. And they're not dead. Look, I think they'll win game five. And so the question for them comes back to, can you go to Los Angeles and win game six and force a game seven, which would be an epic game in Memphis? Memphis and the Lakers with LeBron James and a game seven in Memphis would be amazing. It would. But you got to go win game six. You got to win game five first. Because here's the thing, the Lakers, the Lakers might sleepwalk through game five. No, when they get the game at home. And but you'll have to play. You got a war in game six. You'll have to play the game of your and look of your professional. And, and career. I get it. He did. He gets protected. It just is what it is. Find a way to win. Of the course. Game. They're going to protect LeBron James. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it makes him that much better because it's like, my God, you already are that good. And now Yeah. And the Lakers, they complain about every damn call. They do. Every call. But they it do. appears to work. It works. Tonight, Atlanta and Boston, it will end uh, Boston up 3-1 in Boston tonight at the Garden, 6.30 night, TNT for that. Also ending tonight, NBA TV, Denver will dispose of Minnesota at 8 o'clock Central, I would think, back in Denver tonight. I would would think so. For game five, and then at 9 o'clock, the uh, Suns have a chance to close out the Clippers. Um, That's at TNT at 9 o'clock tonight. And they will, and in in some ways, the Suns, the Suns need to play together a little more. That group hasn't played together very much, and it shows. They're clunky. I mean, don't lose the game, but yeah. So they'll get they'll get Denver next. Mm-hmm. That will be a really interesting series. It will. A team that has played together a lot against a team that hasn't played together much at all. And then for those uh, that are curious tonight, uh, NHL three games. Carolina's up 3-1 on the New York Islanders. They can close out that series. Dallas and Minnesota, 2-2. Good series there. Dallas, who used to be in Minnesota, um, playing each other. And then uh, L.A. and Edmonton. We mentioned that yesterday. Connor McDavid, they had had the overtime win, that 2-2 tonight, back in Edmonton, 8-30 on ESPN. They get the the main network for that. Doubleheader on NHL on ESPN tonight. Islanders, Hurricanes, and Kings, Oilers. Alan makes a good point about the the window talk, and this is still a really young team, very much in their window. What you can't predict is how many opportunities you'll get, though. Do you have injuries? I mean, you know, I remember when the Thunder started with Thunder Part One, that that Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Serge Ibaka and those guys. What you couldn't predict is that Durant would have foot issues, that Westbrook would have a playoff injury that Ibaka would have a playoff injury, that Harden would have a hard time staying out of strip clubs and would want out. All these things you you couldn't necessarily predict. So you don't know that this group's going to be together for five years. And so you sometimes the window is more narrow than you think it is because you just didn't see it closing. And for Memphis, it might not be that way. The window might be wide open and it might stay open for five years and these guys might all stay and play together. The new CBA might be very attractive and it makes it where Memphis can keep all of these guys intact as a group but, and they can play together. You just don't know. Yeah. So, All right. Podcast tomorrow. Rebel Grove in the meantime wrote some stuff about baseball this morning. If you're interested, and again, Bulldogs and Rebels from Pearl tonight for uh, for that one. The Governor's Cup. There's a big shiny trophy to the uh, to the winner. I think it's actually yeah. glass. I, think, I don't think it's shiny. I think it's glass or crystal or whatever. Is it the same one every year? 
They yeah, just bring it back and forth. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Beats me. I've never really followed the Governor's Cup trophy to see. I guess the Mayor's Trophy just stays with whoever won the last one when they switch from the Mayor's Trophy to these the Governor's things, Cup. These are things I don't know. Maybe you should write a story on that. Where is the Mayor's Trophy? Where is what the Mayor's Trophy? Yeah. Who won the last one? I don't know. I have to look it up. I think Ole Miss, because I think it was... Uh, I think you should call Mike right now and say, hey, I was wondering about... I just got a question. I'm I know sure you're he, busy. He huh? would be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing about the 2006 Mayor's Trophy game. I'm just kind of curious. Click, click. Thoughts yeah, here. Mike, you there? <laughs> yeah. Mike? Illusion? Yeah. All right. Podcast up in uh, all its formats. Appreciate everybody in the stream. Another one tomorrow to uh, move on with the week. So take care. Talk to you then. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.